Yeah, so as you just mentioned, Malta UN really helped bring me out of my shell and it really helped me, you know, come, in, come into myself, find my voice. And that was such an empowering experience and it was such a crazy growth curve. Looking back on it, it was just like, I, I think Malta UN is one of the biggest contributors to who I am today and why I can be confident enough to say yes to this podcast and, you know, talk about this <laughs> and everything. <laughs> Welcome to the Model United Nations podcast by Best Delegate. I'm your host, Ryan Villanueva, and my job is to show you how Model United Nations brings out the best in students around the world. On this podcast, I interview students as well as their teachers and parents, and I ask them to share how they got started in Model UN, why they do Model UN, and how Model UN inspires them to make a difference in their lives and in their communities. Today's episode is about a 16-year-old high school student who teaches Model UN to second graders. She started out as a really shy student who didn't want to do Model UN at all until her mom signed her up for a Model UN camp. After getting better at Model UN and realizing how much she benefited from the activity, she decided to start the Model UN programs first at her local middle school and then the local elementary school. She figured out how to work with elementary school teachers and design a Model UN curriculum that's appropriate for second graders. But what's so interesting is how thoughtful and reflective she is. She realized how much she would have benefited, how much more she would have benefited if she had started Model UN earlier. And she's creating an opportunity for other students, an opportunity that she wishes she had. It's my pleasure to introduce today's guest, Natalie Wong. Natalie, welcome. Thank you, I'm super excited to be here. I'm grateful that you're here and I'm grateful that you've participated in our programs uh, over this time. So I'm excited to learn more about you and about your Model UN journey. And I thought that's where we, we should start. How did yeah. you even get started in Model UN? Yeah, so funny story, actually, I initially didn't want to do Model UN because I was, I was very against it because so in fourth grade, um, elementary school, fourth grade, fifth grade, I was very, very quiet. I was the quiet girl stereotype. Every single part about that, that was me. I did not raise my hand in class. Participation rubrics were always, you know, zero out of five points or whatever it was. And it was an issue that I knew I had to work on, but I was so shy. I was scared about talking because I didn't have any confidence that what I would say would be right. What I would say would be accepted by the other people I was talking to, especially in an academic context, because I was so focused on having to be right. Um, so I was just scared. And so I really needed pushing <laughs> to get into it. So my mom, one day she came to me and she said, hey, Natalie, I signed you up for a, initially it was just a speech and debate camp. So she said, hey, Natalie, I signed you up for this debate camp over the summer. Do you want to do it? And I said, no. And she said, too bad, you're doing it anyways. So I Thanks, walked Mom. into this, not being very happy about it, to be honest. But then at this camp, you know, we were doing the drills every day. We were, you know, constantly just talking and talking and talking and practicing. And over time, as you keep doing that, 
with all of the practice, you definitely start to gain that confidence and you start to think, oh, hey, I know how to talk. This is not something I'm just inherently bad at. It's just a skill that can be trained and that I'm training myself to do that skill right now. And so I started building this confidence. I started getting this feeling that I kind of knew what I was doing, which is very exciting to me. It was a new feeling because I never had that before in class. I was, again, I was, I was a super shy kid. So um, I, I just got addicted to this feeling of, you know, being able to stand in a room and feel the power of being confident in myself and being able to talk to others and influence them through my words. And it was an addictive feeling um don't get too addicted <laughs> so I just kind of fell into a loop where I thought it was actually exciting and I wanted that feeling to keep going and I wanted to get better at it okay so you're saying you did this debate camp but that's what sort of introduced you to model United Nations yeah and then were you getting involved in model UN through like your school like did your middle school like have a model UN program or your high school have a they model UN not. program? <laughs> my high school has a model UN program, but by the time I was in high school, um, I had already been doing model UN for three years. So I was already pretty experienced with it. So my school team wasn't really in the picture that super early, but now they are. Now I, I am on my school team now, and I actually helped start the middle school division, you might say, of my That's school's cool. model UN team. So now it is in the middle school at my school, but it wasn't earlier. So you're a you're a leader within your school's model UN program. <laughs> yeah. And you said you started the middle school, like your middle school programming as well. Yeah, I helped do that because when I was in middle school at my current school, which has middle and high school, there was no model UN team in middle school. I was actually like the only one of the very few model UN kids at my middle school. And it was a little bit lonely. So I got to high school and I discovered that we actually had a model UN team because it I didn't know that in middle school. I didn't know our high school mm -hmm. had it. So when I got to high school, I thought this would have been very useful to have as a middle schooler. So I talked to the leads of the, the heads of the high school module and team about doing something for middle school with more of a focus on just training instead of going to conferences for the middle schoolers, a bigger, we had a bigger focus on just training usually. Okay. And and then we, yeah, and I just talked to them about that and they, they thought it was a good idea. So we started, they started, they kind of took it from there and started talking to teachers because they had the connections with the teacher advisors. And then I think they started doing stuff with some eighth graders. Eighth grade okay. was kind of the, the age group. Yeah. But so you, you took the initiative to like yeah. reach out to your like school yeah. and say, hey, I want to start a model UN program for the middle school. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, old, how old were you? I was a freshman, I think. It was kind of, it was a little bit second semester freshman. <laughs> that, yeah. No, that's incredible. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. No, I think some of the confidence I got from Model UN actually helped me start that conversation. I mean, if you're going to take that initiative. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, and, and now, um, you know, you and I were talking about this uh, uh, earlier this summer, actually. Uh, now... It sounds like you're going even younger and starting to work with elementary school. Is that right? Yes. Yes, <laughs> this is true. And that's through um, an organization I run, which is called Mini Mun. For people who are listening, that's spelled M-I-N-I-M-U-N. There's been confusion <laughs> about how it's spelled. Um, and it stands for Mini Model UN. And 
Yeah, so what we do is we take the model UN conference format where as delegates will know, you have the research phase and then you have the, you know, kind of practicing your speeches phase. And then you go do a conference and you compete in the conference and you craft solutions, the other delegates in your room. And there's a whole process very structured for that. And then I was thinking to myself, you know, before Minimun was created or born, man, how useful would this have been to me in elementary school or as an elementary schooler when I didn't want to speak up in class, it would have been so great for me to have to get that confidence boost as early as possible because I didn't get it until fifth or sixth grade. And so it would have been so nice to not live, you know, those 10 years of my life <laughs> as <laughs> a scared person. And I thought, wow, I mean, I should do something about this, but I had no idea what to do because I thought, well, I don't know how it actually work with a real school you know I don't know how that works and mm -hmm. then luckily enough I had an old elementary school teacher who was also interested in model UN and bringing it to her classroom of second graders and so I got reconnected with her through my parents and then we created this curriculum together which we called Minimun which developed into the organization name and it we ran that unit of curriculum at their school and we basically took model UN and we simplified it a lot. So these are second graders we're working with. So mm -hmm. we had to obviously take out a lot of procedural aspects mm -hmm. and then we had to really support them. The teachers really supported them a lot more during that research and learning about the topic process. So we weren't sending second graders home saying, go on Google and just look up stuff about this. Right. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Instead we had the teachers in the classroom would be creating- What are the- what what are what are some example like topics? Like yeah, what's a model so, UN topic you do with a second grader? Yeah. <laughs> we struggled with that at first, actually. We we had this Zoom call, we had a Zoom meeting, we were thinking all about the topic and what on earth are you going to talk to these second graders about? And we really wanted to do a global issue. I think that was our first thing. And then our first thought after that was climate change, because that is something that more and more kids are learning about. And that is something to do with the environment. And, you know, kids, they're interested in nature. Animals and nature is always usually part of a, a kid's childhood. And so we thought, okay, we have this idea, climate change, that's very broad. Don't think that's going to work. It's too broad. So you really wanted to make it more tangible for them. So we ended up saying, what's something that feels real to second graders, something that they actually know about? We thought, okay, they go to school. They know about schools. And we thought climate change in schools, how can we combine these to make it real to second graders, but also connected to a global issue that actually a lot of people are talking about. And then so we worked around that and we eventually settled on energy sustainability in schools, which is focused on sustainable huh. development goal seven. So that's what we settled on for them. Whoa. And, <laughs> okay, so, and you just mentioned sustainable development goals, yes. right? This is the United Nations, like, you know, plan for world peace and prosperity and protecting the planet, yes. right? Uh, also called the SDGs. Mm -hmm. So are you teaching second graders about the sustainable development goals? <laughs> yeah, we actually do that. We have a little slideshow that we introduce them at the beginning of the unit where we say, these are the SDGs. Um, this is the one you'll be focusing on. Because we also were developing some other SDGs too, like SDG 11, which is disaster relief. And then SDG 14, which is clean water. So we're working on those as well. This is, uh, 
This is mind blowing. So you're telling me <laughs> as, as a high school student, you have developed a curriculum for second graders. You are actively working with an elementary school teacher to develop and teach this. You are teaching second graders about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, and you've made it practical for them, talking about like energy, how we use energy in our schools. Um, I want to, that is accurate, yes, but I want to emphasize too that I, I got to work with actually two elementary school teachers, the, the second grade teachers at, the, both second grade teachers at the school, you know, kind of joined on and worked with me. And they were truly integral to the whole process. I definitely did not do this alone. Um, yeah, definitely <laughs> had their support and had all of their expertise with actually being around the kids too. But yeah, I mean, we took it and we made it accessible to elementary kids. And then we started with second grade, but we also are doing some third and fourth grade stuff now too. That's okay. This is, this is amazing. Um, like, seriously, I, I knew, you know, you were telling me about this stuff before, but like, obviously hearing about it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, my mind, my mind is blown. Now, oh, here's, thank you. like, here's a question, like, yeah. why? Like, what, what motivates you to want to do any, any of this stuff? Like, it's, you know, it's cool to hear how Maldiwan kind of, you know, has brought you out of your shell. Sounds like it helped you kind of like find your voice, right, as a student. But then to like, go out and take the initiative to develop an entire like elementary school curriculum, right, or, or to start working with it, to start with, like, what, like, why do you do it? Yeah, so as you just mentioned, Malda Yuan really helped bring me out of my shell and it really helped me, you know, come in, come into myself, find my voice. And that was such an empowering experience and it was such a crazy growth curve. Looking back on it, it was just like, I, I think Malda Yuan is one of the biggest contributors to who I am today and why I can be confident enough to say yes to this podcast and, you know, talk about this <laughs> and everything. And I thought... <laughs> You know, this is something that this is this experience and this learning curve is something that everyone needs to have in their life. And I also thought there's a lot of model UN stuff out there for middle schoolers and high schoolers, but there's really not that much for elementary schoolers. Yet in elementary school is really where you start developing your habit of am I a talker? Am I a quiet person? When you have a kid five-year-old kid who's very quiet you know, initially they're going to be quiet for a long time you have a kid who's a talker they'll be a talker in the classroom and I thought those quiet kids they deserve to have this growth curve as early as possible you know they shouldn't sit around and kind of be the shell all the time even if they're happy being it it's I think you don't really know how good it is until you discover how good it is with confidence in model UN and stuff so I thought there's no really wow. good reason why elementary school materials doesn't exist. I mean, the reason would just be because nobody had the time to do it, maybe. But I have the time, so why not? <laughs> um, yeah, I really wanted to get into that space because I felt like it wasn't being filled. And I, it would have been something that me as you know, second, third grade Natalie would have really wow. benefited from this. No matter how much she didn't want to do it, she really would have benefited from it. So I thought I really want to do that for other students who were like me or quieter than me, maybe even louder than me. And so that's how that that was the initial motivation. And then I was lucky enough to reconnect with that elementary school teacher. And yeah. I was lucky enough that she was actually interested in model UN. 
this is uh this is incredible and i'm just like oh my gosh in high school like i loved model un but like i was spending my free time like playing video games right and here you are you know and what i what i hear in your story is like yes model un bringing out the best in you but you actively working with your teachers right with these schools and with these yeah. students to bring out the best in them <laughs> i uh, hope so you know it's really it's really moving actually Thank you for listening to this episode of the Model United Nations podcast. On the next episode, I continue my interview with Natalie and I ask her about the biggest challenge that she's faced in Model UN and one of the most important lessons that she's learned. For now, I know Natalie talked a lot about how to get started in Model UN, how she got started in Model UN and how she helps second graders and middle school students get started in Model UN. If you are interested in getting started in Model UN, I'd encourage you to check out our resources on bestdelegate.com, including our guide to getting started in Model United Nations. And if you'd like to join an after-school program with other students from across the United States and even around the world, who are all learning Model United Nations together, check us out on learnmodeluen.com. Until next time.